The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road Although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie. Good morning, and uh, wow, another beautiful Saturday morning in the city of Hamilton. And what better way to spend some time talking about real estate and the red-hot real estate market in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, around the Golden Horseshoe, really, across Canada, many countries or many uh, cities in this great country. Uh, we are uh, on robgolfie.com online. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. The hottest listings in town on that website. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. And subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you're scratching your head thinking, the Golfie's got to talk about this topic topic x well send us an email questions at robgolfie.com that email address again is questions at robgolfie.com we have a special guest on the line today joining rob and philip at their broadcast location at one markland and that special guest is brock mason business development manager at first canadian title brock welcome to the show hi thank you for having me Thanks for coming on. And uh, you can uh, find a lot more about title insurance and First Canadian Title online at fct.ca. And we're going to dive into this topic wholeheartedly. Brock, maybe before we get into what title insurance is and why we need it, tell us about yourself and tell us about First Canadian Title. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually from Hamilton myself, and uh, it was nice. I parked near the office. I kind of walked up here and kind of saw my old stomping ground. So it was nice. I rented around here for years, and I've seen Rob on pretty much every billboard in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's nice to put an actual face to it that, that isn't uh, two-dimensional. It's nice to be here. But um, I actually got into title insurance because you know, my background, I'm actually the son of a mortgage broker and the grandson of a mortgage broker. So it was kind of in my destiny to end up in the real estate industry in one sense or another. So uh, at my time in university, I started an internship with a different title insurance provider. And after a couple of years, that stemmed into a different role. And inevitably, I ended up here at FCT. So it's uh, been a really great experience kind of uh, going through the corporate ladder and getting my way up there. So you know, I don't actually specifically sell title insurance to the ultimate consumer by any means. And that's why I find most people have no idea what it is beyond just something that they're paying for in their closing costs. So I think it's very valuable to kind of get this message out there. I mean, take it if you will. It's, uh, it's just a little segment of the real estate industry that can really protect you if you do need it. So it's one of those things that, um, you know, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind, but then when you do have a problem with your title, uh, it's definitely a benefit to have it. So uh, happy to be here today, so thank you for having me. 
All right, so let's dive into this topic. What is title insurance, and do we really need it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, a little bit about FCT, I, I think it's kind of an interesting point, especially because we are in Hamilton, is that the Hamilton office is actually the first one. So it was not actually adopted until the 90s when uh, our founder actually really brought it into the Canadian marketplace, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of confusion with it, and there wasn't a very um, heavy adoption rate with it. But once the importance was really acknowledged, people really started to uh, show interest in it. So to summarize title insurance, it's essentially an insurance policy that covers losses arising from issues that existed at the date of the policy. So we're essentially insuring the past. So we'll dig deep <laughs> into it. Yeah, I know it sounds kind of weird. Um, and there is quite a bit of legal jargon that goes into this. But I think later on, our segment will really focus on some examples of things that have happened and where title insurance has kind of come in to save the day. So title insurance protects both lenders and homeowners. So there's a big distinction between those two, as I'm sure you can appreciate. The only thing is, is that the homeowner is paying for both. The banks aren't so altruistic that they'll actually yeah, cover it for you in most circumstances. So it protects both lenders and homeowners from errors or omissions or defects in the title of a property. So as well as title related fraud or forgery, which is the big one that seems to be coming up uh, in recent years. Uh, fraud's on the rise, so title insurance is becoming even more important in that sense. And these aren't claims in the, you know, 500 bucks. This isn't some guy calling you, telling you there's a CRA and they need, um, you know, uh, Western Union transfer of funds. It's much more complex than that. So to have this protection in place, nobody's perfect. And, you know, even the most savvy investor can fall victim to title fraud. So it's important to have title insurance for sure. And before I continue on, it's important to know that pretty much every single person who's bought a house within the past 25 years has title insurance. So don't go crazy and call your lawyer freaking out saying that. Do FCT I have title insurance? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so don't call your lawyer and say, FCT. Is it my name on the title or is it somebody else's? Exactly. <laughs> and if you don't have yours on the title, then you got a problem. Now your lawyer's going to be really mad at FCT because I brought this up. But, uh, yeah. So don't go into a panic. However, you know, we'll talk about some of the more important things to know a little bit later in the segment, but Essentially, if you bought a house anytime after 1990, you very likely have a title insurance policy. You might not know who it is, though. But oh, the, yeah. the one thing about that is after 1990, not everybody did get titles insurance. Like sure. you, th That was a choice between lawyers that were, when it was still coming out. Sure. And I, I think back then, if I remember um, that, um, do, do you want titles insurance or, or not? It was For kind sure. of like a, an option, but yeah. now it's 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 you have to have titles insurance now when you, that, that's what the banks require. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I know you're right. It did start in Hamilton. Uh, a, a couple of lawyers, was it? Or yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of lawyers that actually, um, cause FCT started as a law firm actually. I right. mean, I wasn't around. I'm quite young, but <laughs> I'm young enough to not be familiar with the run of title insurance. Rick, he's, he's another millennial. He's another millennial. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. They're coming up all over the place here. Yeah, we're all over. You got to deal with us one way or another. But, uh, you know, I've actually been in title insurance for coming up six years now. So I guess still relatively fresh in comparison to some people in the industry. But uh, I've worked at two of the three providers, so I must know something about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was more of an option back in the 90s. So if you're concerned whether or not you do have a title insurance policy in place, it's definitely worth making a call to your lawyer. 
Yeah. Um, you know, check with them. They'll be able to pull either a search of your property or they'll be able to uh, pull up your mortgage documents when you close and they'll be able to tell whether or not you have a title insurance policy in place. So definitely important to do that. And if you don't, you know, it's very possible you don't have any fraudulent activity going on. But if you want to get yourself covered at the cost of a couple hundred bucks, you just go on to FCT's website or you go on to one of the other providers' websites and you get what's called an existing homeowner policy. Now, so yeah, well, that's, that's, I didn't know that. I thought you had to do it through a lawyer. So, no. so really, I, guess, I wanted to ask, yeah. I, I mean, there's probably a lot of people listening right now and they want to know is titles insurance mandatory and, and is it? It's not technically mandatory by the law. Like, you know, you're not going to be arrested if you don't have title insurance. You're not going to get any sort of tickets or fines or anything like that. But in order to get a mortgage with, you know, a really established lender in the Canadian marketplace, you're very, very likely going to be mandated by their rules to get a title insurance policy. Yeah. So So most lawyers, sorry to interrupt, but most lawyers won't allow you to close with them either because not only does it protect the bank, it protects the lawyer and it protects the consumer. So it's just kind of a way for everybody to have a bit of uh, security. Right, right. So the key thing is, if, if you bought a house before 1990, mm-hmm. now do you guys have records of people that have owned houses more than 35 or 40 years in Canada or in Ontario or anything like that? I mean, we wouldn't keep a record of it unless, you know, a transaction was done through us. Yeah. Um, but if somebody, you know, wanted to get a search of their property done, we would have access to the land registry. Uh, right. But we would need, there would have to be some sort of communication with the like the borrower that would probably go through their lawyer but um if we yeah. can do a search of the property so if they come to us and they want that existing homeowner policy we do a search of that property and we see if they have one in place and then we can proceed if they don't so the easy thing is i i didn't realize that that you can go on the uh the uh, uh ftc site and just cut you know a couple hundred bucks and then you have titles insurance now for sure. Now the benefit of uh, of the titles insurance that if your if your house is paid for, like for sure. my parents, you know they've been living yeah. in their house for uh, fifty six, fifty seven years for sure, and chances are their house is paid for. Now that's where a lot of frauds happening, for sure. especially with seniors. So sure. yeah, uh, yeah. So with properties that are free and clear, that is what we're seeing to be one of the greatest increases in mortgage fraud because there's no title insurance policy existing on that property and they're free and clear, uh, it's an opportunity to register mortgages on that title. So definitely worth getting an existing home policy, um, you know, at the cost of a couple hundred bucks. I know it's like, I'm of course biased. Of course I want you to buy our product, <laughs> but um, the protection that you get is just so substantial in comparison to the original price that you pay. You'd be very misguided to not have a title insurance policy in place. Right. And, 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 and you're covered as long as you own your house. Yeah. Am I correct? At at that point, typically when you first purchase your property, the policy is for the life of the mortgage. Um, so once you go free and clear, you might not have an existing policy in place. So, Oh, is that, so it, so you're telling me that if you buy titles insurance Mm -hmm. and you You pay pay off your mortgage, you pay off your mortgage, you may have to get another policy. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's something new. I didn't know that. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. So it's, um, it, it's, it's an interesting product for sure. And I think anybody who does have, you know, uh, older relatives, parents, whatever it may be, who have a free and clear property or just someone who's incredibly good at getting their mortgage paid down, it's worth them looking into seeing if they have an active title insurance policy. Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, there's some differences between title insurance policies that we'll definitely want to get into. Um, and that's, 
essentially the differences between a homeowner's policy and the lender policy. So I'll, I'll kind of get into some examples of what that looks like, where, you know, uh, somebody's bought a house and they potentially have something outstanding like a tax arrear or a water utility issue, or if it's a building violation or whatever it may be. Because a lot of people go into these houses, they see everything that looks good. And I don't know many people that are actually pulling uh, previous permits to see if everything is up to snuff in their houses <laughs> because everything looks good. It's all drywall. It's got that classic fake marble look on the floors. It looks great. So uh, definitely something that we could talk about. Um, but yeah. So let, let me jump in there, guys. So we'll get into all that. We'll also talk about what is title fraud. What does title assurance not cover as well? We'll get into that. And don't forget, go online to robgolfie.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio here. On the line from the broadcast location at One Markland is Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can jump online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. And if you have a question or a topic idea for a future program, email the Golfie team, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Past episodes online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Our special guest today is Brock Mason. He's the business development manager at First Canadian Title. You can find them on the World Wide Web, fct.ca. We're talking about title insurance, understanding title insurance. And we had some great information in our first segment, and that'll continue here in segment number two. Two, um, we talked about what is title insurance, why do people need it. Uh, this is basically cover-your-butt kind of insurance for everything that's gone on potentially in your home prior to you purchasing it. Is that an accurate kind of description of it? Yeah, you know what? That's actually our uh, co- our company slogan. So it's <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the lawyers really like it when we call it that. Um <laughs> So to get back into what we were discussing, I was talking about the differences between homeowner policies versus lender policies. Now, the legal jargon that is about to come out of my mouth is probably going to fly right over your head because it has uh, mine for quite some years. Actually, it's funny, when I started in title insurance, I had no idea what it was about. I went to my interview and I had to Google it, and that actually confused me more. So if that offers any sentiment to you, uh, yeah, it was confusing to say the least. But I'll get into examples of everything so it's a bit more... um, lighthearted. But for homeowners, when you purchase a policy, you're getting coverage for things like mortgage priority or an unenforceability of an insured mortgage on your title. You're getting coverage for real estate and title fraud and forgery. 
as well as things like a lack of permits. You've also got things that can arise during the registration or the gap when you're changing your mortgage uh, product. And then there's also defects that would have been revealed by an up-to-date survey. There's all sorts of things. I can go into the list pretty dramatically, but I find examples would be best. So there's also the lender policy. Um, So I can go into that as well. Very similar, but it's more so things that damage the value of that property that then could have an impact on the bank. So we're essentially ensuring the value of that property for that bank. But some of the examples that I would probably like to share the most would be things like a lack of a building permit. You know, an example that we've had and that we get all the time is that, you know, one example would be we had a couple that purchased a new home and they made the intention of renovating their main floor. So they wanted to do like an open concept. They wanted to remove a supporting wall. And they went to the city, they tried to get a permit for it, and they, the city came back and they said, well, we have to see the structural integrity from the basement's perspective. So they go into the basement and they say, well, I can't actually get an inspection of the structural strength of the basement because it's all covered in drywall. So when they said that to the city, the city comes back and they say, well, you didn't even have a permit for the drywall in the first place. Are you telling us you have a finished basement now? They go, well, yeah, like it's... Well, part of the reason why we bought the house is beautiful finished basement. Well, it comes out that the seller did not actually have a permit to get that work done. So now the city comes back to these first time buyers and they say, okay, well, not only do you have to obtain a building permit for the work being done in the basement now, because you've already finished it, but you also have to make sure that it's up to code. So city comes back to them, this first time couple, first time buyer, maybe not first time couple, but first time buyer comes back and they end up getting an additional cost on top of the renovations of $46,000. Wow. Yeah, not ideal, right? So um, had they not had title insurance, they would have had to pay that out of pocket. Now, solution is, fortunately, because they had a homeowner title insurance policy from FCT, they were covered for this type of loss. So we actually provided a settlement payment to cover the full amount of their loss, and the homeowners were able to proceed with their open concept renovation. So. Wow. Huge. There was one, you may, you may know of this one. Um, a lady bought a waterfront property and apparently he did work on the shoreline and, uh, and, and titles insurance is, uh, uh, because everything was done wrong and nothing unpermitted, it, it was unpermitted. And there was, I think there was even, uh, work orders and everything else like mm-hmm. that. And the house sold, um, titles insurance is covering that. Obviously they're going to go yeah. back, back after the previous owner for sure and but but she's actually getting a, a whole new shoreline like it's getting ripped out and all redone yeah. like that's 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 how great titles insurance is for sure yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, to boil it down we saw still are an insurance company at the end of the day so i can't say that everything will go through as a claim or else uh, i probably wouldn't be employed after this what's the biggest claim that uh, title insurance had to pay out uh, you know what so I've, I've worked at two companies now and there was one story where <laughs> there was actually a um, oil tank in the no in the no front lawn. it was actually it was more so on the commercial side so it was kind of interesting but it was up north there was a there was a um, a golf course it was a nine hole golf course and it was listed by the agent as the ability to convert into an eighteen hole resort with commercial and oh, uh, residential zone he's really selling today right so he's <laughs> yeah. like you're gonna make millions off this great great realtor you know he knows that it <laughs> has the renderings off that looks like a <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like a lavish golf course community exactly. exactly so they go through and you know what they did their due diligence i gotta say i, I gotta hand it to them but they actually 
they made the call into the city. They said, you know, can we actually do this? Like, does this work? And they said, yeah, yeah, you're good to go. This is kind of like in the middle of nowhere. I can't remember exactly, but very northern Ontario. So they go through with the purchase. And for argument's sake, let's say it was a million dollars. And they come back and they're ready to break ground. And then they get an email back from that same city representative. And the subject line says, oops. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, is that right? It turns out there was actually a no competition clause for a 100-kilometer radius. So about 90 kilometers south, there was an 18-hole resort that said, no, you, you, we have, a, we have a, no dealings on you. You cannot convert to an 18-hole. Oh, wow. So now this, this nine-hole that's obviously had its price inflated because it has the potential to be an 18-hole resort has just significantly lost value. So the consumer goes like, I'm suing my realtor, I'm suing the city, I'm suing everybody. So in that circumstance, because there was a calculated loss and that there was an actual issue existing with the title that was not identified, the payout was something like $300,000 just so that they could sell the property off at a hit, but not actually take a hit financially. Wow. Yeah. So that would probably be one of the bigger ones that I've heard of. yeah, that was just like rumblings, right? So I can't, I, I'm not sure if that was with my company or with yeah, right. Um So yeah, but that was a, an interesting one for sure. And Hamilton's definitely an interesting market for it too, because, you know, nobody gets building permits here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, one, that's a lot of that. Hey, I, I'm, I, I'm going through the permitting process for, for a project and, and firsthand experience, I would, I would say true. that it, that's the reason why nobody For gets sure. building permits. The, sure. the, the ability to work with the city to try and get something approved or, or contact them for whatever reason, it, sure. it calls go unanswered, emails go unanswered. Okay. It's, it's an, an absolute headache and an absolute mess dealing with the city of Hamilton going through the permitting process. And I'm not, you know, that's from okay. my own experience, I can for speak sure. for myself, but every single person I talk to, yeah. they have the exact same experience. And I mean, you add COVID to that. So for sure, sure. sure you give them a little bit of leeway and, and, and then allow them to use the excuse of COVID. But it, it, it's ridiculous. For sure. For sure. No, so, I, I just went through that. I was, uh, I just bought a house actually. So moving during COVID was just not ideal. Can't recommend it enough. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to build a shed in my backyard. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how tall they can yeah. be, how big they yeah. can be. So I'm trying to call the city just to ask how tall my shed can be. And I'm getting nowhere. So. Oh yeah. So, and it's going to, it's going to take you two years to build a shed. So, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? So there you go. Like it's uh, that's why, uh, so people probably start the process and, and, and go to the city and then they realize, listen, I want to have a shed up in my backyard probably in 30 days, but yeah. it's not going to happen if, uh, if the city's uh, on it. For sure. And so, that, that's actually to touch on that is kind of interesting too, because so like I said in the beginning, title insurance kind of covers the past, right. Or existing things at the time of purchasing. Right. Property. So if you go and you build that shed and then the city comes by and they say, well, you didn't have building permits for this. You can't really say, well, I have title insurance. <laughs> 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 There's any exit out of a mistake, <laughs> which is a question I do get quite a bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you know, but you're right though. A lot of people do uh, build and do stuff without uh, permits for sure. And, uh, and sometimes, I mean, uh, most people will do it right and they mm-hmm. get, you know, they get the electrician, the right electrician, the right, you know, re- renovator to do everything. But, and everything pa- will pass if, if they, if the bylaw guy comes out, okay, well, listen, we checked it out. It's fine. But when they don't do it right, mm-hmm. you got some major problems. Yeah. Like it's like, 
Yeah, wow. like you're potentially in danger too, right? Yeah. So I mean, like with title insurance, yeah, if you, if you don't have a policy and you find out all your wiring has been done faulty, like so, title insurance covers that too. Like if some guy takes out a a a, a wall and all of a sudden and it's not done properly and and your ceilings now all of a sudden starting to hang down potentially yeah, title insurance would cover yeah. that i mean i can't say with 100 percent no no right no, everything every got a it's got its own story but yeah um, yeah if there was like a lack of building permits that was causing issues with the value of the property then it's potentially a claim right there there, there was one story when i i moved um this is about um uh, 15 years ago and um I get, uh, we move and I move to this house and I get this water bill that was from the previous owner. I went through this. Oh, like, <laughs> I think everybody goes through yeah. this. So I get this water bill and I go to the city and I go, well, this is not my water bill. So, yeah. you know, please don't, uh, they go, nope, sorry. You own the house now. I yeah. go, I go, we're like, this is modern times. Like for sure you, you have. You have the previous owner's information. Just yeah. send them the bill. Yeah, they didn't just disappear. No, so they go. <laughs> no, no, sorry, you paid for it. Interesting. And then I'm going. Are you kidding me? I like. Yeah. I'm. I'm like shocked. This is like probably 15 years ago, more and more. And I and I'm thinking like I can't believe I'm having a conversation with the, yeah. somebody from the city, and right. they're saying too bad, sore loser, you know. Just so. <laughs> so I literally just got this letter in the mail, same exact thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. So I, I, uh, I ended up talking to somebody and uh, like, they could at least advise me and say, For sure. Hey, call, call your titles insurance. I'm sure you got titles. Insurance. Yeah. Like, they didn't even say that. I, That's think they interesting. Wa- I think they wanted me to suffer. They just want the money. <laughs> they just want the money. Just, <laughs> they want you to suffer. Just pay the bill. We don't care how you get the money. And uh, so anyway, I, you know, I started mentioning it to people. They say, well, you know, type, if you, uh, you got yeah. titles insurance on the house, send a bill to them and then yeah. they'll chase after the people. I guess yeah. that's how they, they chase after the people yeah, after. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, there's something called the duty to defend. So yeah. there's a lot of different situations that can happen with a title problem. And uh, depending on the situation, the title insurance company can actually just pay out a settlement and just say, you know, here you go. This is it. Take yeah. 120 bucks for the water bill. Be done with it. <laughs> but if it gets up to an extreme level, then the duty to defend essentially means that we will pay for the legal representation for you in court to go after the other party. What? Do you guys don't just cut the check for us? Not always. Oh. You know, we're, we're doing okay, but we're not really in the business of just hemorrhaging money. Isn't that what insurance is? Insurance is, yeah, hey, listen, here's my water bill, 300 bucks. I guess. Yeah. Give me my Do money. you want to get into, like, what titles insurance doesn't cover? Or, like, different claims that you guys have seen that you, you don't cover? Or, or, you know or, what? I only or a misconception a misconception by the consumer, by realtors, sure. or by lawyers Absolutely. Um, that, that titles insurance will not cover? I think one of the uh, the biggest misconceptions to understand, and like this isn't no fault necessarily of uh, of our bank friends, because I do love them dearly, and I, I do a lot of business with them. I predominantly work with the banks, so uh, they still love me. But um, <laughs> you know, sometimes title insurance gets really misrepresented in the banks. Um, a lot of people will go into a bank to refinance their property. And they'll see FCT or they'll see Chicago Title. I don't know if I'm allowed to say my competitor's name. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think ahead. we're cool. Um, uh, but they see the document that says the title insurance company and the consumer, the buyer goes, oh, do I have title insurance? And the financial advisor, whoever it may be, will say, yeah, yeah, you got title insurance. If you're refinancing your house, you're not getting a homeowner policy. You're buying that for the bank. You're protecting the bank through that transaction. Right. You're not right. getting protection through that. So if you don't have an existing homeowner policy, you're not getting any protection from that. 
So question here is if you buy titles insurance and let's say you're with RBC. Sure. Okay. Now your five-year term on your mortgage is up. Now you're going with TD. Mm-hmm. You, you, you change Does the policy stay with the address? It stays with the address. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. So it's not okay. like you have to get a new policy every time. However, every time you do your refinance, you are paying for a lender policy. Okay, gotcha. Right. gotcha. And it's very, very minimal pricing. I right. mean, you know, to do what I focus on in the, with the bank world is um, I actually work in the refinance space myself. So the pricing for some of those products is just very reasonable. Like a full refinance will cost anywhere from $500 up to $800 through FCT. Um, and that's actually a situation where there is not a solicitor involved. So that's a whole different program. Um, but yeah, it's much more affordable in that sense. It's not a full policy. So, yeah. So other important things that I think, uh, no, and I have said it previously, but you know, title insurance is very, very utilized in Ontario, but other provinces, there is a lower adoption rate and there might be some lenders that don't necessarily mandate that you close with title insurance. So if there's anything to take away from our conversation today, it's to just check, check to find out because the last thing you want is to be the next news article that comes on whatever station and they say couple without title insurance lost $150,000 due to a fraudulent registration on their property. So wow. that's the stuff you want to make sure you can avoid because it's happening more and more. We've identified hundreds of millions of potential mortgage fraud. So make sure to do your due diligence, partner with a good real estate agent and a good lawyer. And that way you're getting yourself protected. Step one, go to robgolfie.com and step two, fct.ca. And when we come back, do I need extended title insurance coverage? And what are the different types of title insurance? We'll get into those when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio and on the line at their broadcast facility at One Markland is Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Selling your home? Buying a new home? Go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like them on Facebook and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Our special guest today, Brock Mason, Business Development Manager at First Canadian Title. You can find them online at fct.ca. We're talking about title insurance. What is it? Why you need it? Uh, one of the questions that we can uh, dive into is, do I need extended title insurance coverage. Number one, what is extended title insurance coverage and do people require this? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we were talking about um, tax and utility arrears prior to the break and Rob's experienced it and I've experienced it myself as well. You know, I, I, it's unfortunate. You get a letter in the mail from the city, you're in your new house and you see outstanding utility arrears. And that's not something you want to see when you're in your brand new house, right? So, Mine was, fortunately, it was $120, and being the very 
mean spirited person I can be when it comes to money. I, uh, I immediately went, what is this? I'm not paying. This is absurd. So I go to my lawyer and he tells me, okay, well, I'll go back to the, the person that you bought the house from and we'll see if they'll pay it. But otherwise you're going to go, you're going to have to go through title insurance. I was like, okay, good. I know a guy. So it, it <laughs> was going to work out. But fortunately, the seller knew they made a mistake and they, they cut me a check. So it was no big deal. Um, but there are circumstances where people aren't so willing to play ball, yeah. right? Or they've left the country or they're it's unable to get a hold of that, that seller. So, you know, an example of that where a title insurance claim would be made um, is one that we actually just had recently, actually. So we had a first-time buyer, little couple, you know, they buy their house and they receive a notice from the city regarding an outstanding tax and water utility charge. But this is amounting to two grand. You know, 120 bucks is one thing, but yeah. $2,000 when you just bought a house. A lot of money, a lot of money. For sure. Like you got to probably trying to put that into your house or you've just paid an enormous amount to even just get into the house, mm-hmm. right? So uh, fortunately, because of the title insurance coverage, they were spared the $2,000 expense. And that was just paid out uh, by it at SCT. You know, there wasn't like a court fight. There was nothing along those lines. So fortunately, they just cut the check and they dealt with it. Now they'll just chase the other people and see if they can find them. You know what? In that circumstance, I don't even think we chase them. It's not worth the uh, not no. worth the legal battle. Or, no, for or, sure. Uh, I mean, like it's cheaper just to just to write the check and that's it. Yeah, you figure you're getting into the court system and figuring all that out. We're uh, we're talking a little bit more than two thousand dollars for sure. Um, so it's really just a cost benefit ratio at that point, right? So titles insurance doesn't cover, like, let's say you move into the house and you walk in and all the light fixtures have been uh, removed. That's a different issue. Yeah, that is a different issue. That's a different issue. That'd be more of like a civil issue at that point, right? For instance, let's say there's a, 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 uh, you've been parking your car and it looks like it was part of the uh, driveway and it looks Mm -hmm. like it was part of the house. Sure. And it could be a laneway that nobody used anymore. Sure. And all of a sudden, somebody that owns that laneway says, hey, I, uh, do you want to buy that uh, uh, parking mm-hmm. spot that you've been u- using? Sure. Or the new, owners, uh, the new owners are there now, and they're saying, hey, the, you know, you want to buy that parking spot? Mm-hmm. And the new owners are saying, well, I thought this was the, my parking spot. I thought this was part of my house. For sure. Does title insurance do anything like that? Like uh, assumption, because they bought the house assuming that that was their sure. the driveway of the house. I mean, there's that's a whole can of worms. I think right? if there's like, factual evidence to indicate that that was a part of the house, such as a survey or such sure. as a, a, right. a, a listing, right. a real estate for listing, sure. and and for I think sure. you break it down to finding out, you know, where that mistake happened from, you know, how it originated, if it was a city mistake or if it was a real estate mistake or if it was a lawyer mistake, whatever, right? And that's what title insurance, from my understanding, is good at and going back to the origin of the error. Exactly. And that's what they do. Exactly. Yeah, no, great, (laughs) great way to summarize it. But in a situation like that, you're right. We would pull a survey of the property, most likely, or we would probably have the borrower. For it to go all the way through title insurance, I'm, I'm certain that they would kind of have to follow a few steps. Right. You know, pull right. a survey. You're probably talking to your lawyer already just to make sure, like, what's going on with this. If you had a, if you were showing something that said the lot size is X by X, X by Y, whatever you want to do, and there's a discrepancy in that, like if that parking spot is now missing from your lot, then you got a problem. Um, that's when you pull a survey, and the survey is the legally binding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the fact of the matter. Um, but if you've got survey issues, like let's say something doesn't add up with the survey, then that's when you're going through a title insurance claim. Like if it seems like one is bleeding into the other or whatever it may be, 
or the other party wants to dispute you, then yeah, it's uh, it's a title insurance. What's, issue. what's the percentage on claims? like per transaction. Guys, let's dive into that when we come back here after the break because we're running out of time in this segment. We'll also get into how how a claim should be made or how to make a claim when we come back here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. One last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. And our special guest today is Brock Mason, Business Development Manager at First Canadian Title. You can find them online at fct.ca. And Philip, you had a pretty good question just before the break. You want to reiterate that? Yeah, I, I just wanted to know how many claims there are per, you know, transactions or, you know, the percentage of, of claims. Like how how... How often does title insurance get involved? You know what? It's, it's a great question, and I don't have the exact specifics, right? I mean, we own roughly 60% of the title insurance market in Canada, so it's, it's pretty staggering. What I do have is how much mortgage fraud that we have identified in the past wow. couple of years. Wow. That, I like to know what that is. Yeah. So since 2012, we've actually identified, and it's actually grown quite a bit since then, um, but it's about $453 million in potential mortgage fraud that we were able to identify and stop before it happened. Oh, so what do you mean? You mean when they actually try to register something yeah. untitled, but who, who's, who stops that? Like, do you guys, we like, stop it. If we pull a search of a property and we're doing our due diligence, we're working with the lawyers and we see something suspicious an investigation will go on internally and we'll shut something down if we have to. So, so for instance, my parents, they have their house paid for and everything. How you guys, uh, you guys would, well, you guys wouldn't find that because they probably don't have titles insurance. They yeah, should, they, I should go on the FTP, uh, was it FT, FCT, FCT site and get titles insurance for them. But so if they have titles insurance, then if somebody tried to put a mortgage on their property, mm-hmm. how would you guys get flagged for that? Well, so it depends because first of all, they would have to go through a lender of some sort right. and they would have to register. And there's lots of security protocols that go in place. You know, it's not like just anybody can walk into a bank and say, yeah, I'm so-and-so, give me a mortgage on my property. But unfortunately, sometimes it people are clever, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, with the social engineering that people will use to commit fraud, it's amazing what they can get away with, right? Yeah. Like do things with confidence and you can get away with them a lot of the right. time. So, Actually, that was my last example was, um, in my opinion, the most important one to be aware of, and that is fraud. So we've, we've actually had tons of problems where somebody's registered a mortgage fraudulently on a property and it's gone without us noticing, it's gone without a lawyer noticing or a lender noticing. And in those circumstances, thankfully, a lot of these individuals title insurance. So with what we saw recently was there was an investment property um, that received a notice that was stating that the mortgage was in default and that the lender would be actually taking possession of that property. Now, this guy's a real estate investor. He knows when he's good with his properties, right? So he kind of thinks, well, there's no way 
uh, I'm going to call my lawyer. Um, so he calls his lawyer and finds out that, yeah, his mortgage is absolutely should be in good standing. But then further investigation revealed that a title was actually registered on his property. Uh, so what happened was that they fraudulently transferred the title to a separate party and they registered a mortgage of $165,000 on that title. Wow. Right. And then they cashed out, took the funds, gone, disappeared. Never again. Seen. Never again. Not to be seen ever again. But fortunately, that's a title insurance claim. That's mortgage fraud through and through. Right, right. right. So I'm not saying, and that's an example where we're not just going to cut a check. We're not just dropping $165,000, right? So what we do is we coordinate with legal counsel. We retain that counsel on the borrower's behalf. And we ultimately paid out 12 grand roughly in legal fees to remove the mortgage from title and then rightfully transfer it back to the owner of that property. Hey, Brock, we've got so, about a minute left here. Uh, before we get into the Bark Madness contest that uh, Rob and Philip are going to dive into, is it, uh, <laughs> it is it easy to make a claim? Can we just go online? What's that, sorry? Can, can is, you just make a claim online? online? Absolutely. Well, so what I would recommend, uh, yeah, it probably would have been good to start with that, but in order to start a title insurance claim, first of all, call your lawyer. The lawyer that closed on your purchase transaction is going to be your point of contact. We're not really dealing directly with consumers. You can absolutely call us, but we're probably going to recommend that you go through your solicitor because the weight of some of these issues can be so heavy from a financial perspective. You want to be working with your legal representative that helped you purchase that property in the first place, right? So call your solicitor. They'll know who your title insurance provider is, and they'll get you that claim going. Good stuff. Guys, uh, the 2020 Bark Madness Contest is underway. we got about a minute to tell our listeners about this. Yeah, so we're really excited. We're back uh, another year with the Bark Madness Contest. We're so thankful for our sponsors, Ren's Pet Depot and Big Country, Big Country Raw. You can win a $500 shopping street to, uh, to Ren's Pets. And free food for an entire year, courtesy of Big Country Raw. All you have to do is go to golfycontest.com. That's G-O-L-F-I contest.com and submit a picture of your furry friend. And we will be announcing the winner on National Dog Day. I believe it's August 25th. National Dog Day is when we'll be announcing our winner. Uh, you can go actually go onto our Facebook uh, page and you'll be able to see all the entries. I believe we're up over 500 entries right now. So it's a, it's a fun little contest, wow. courtesy of our sponsors, Big Country Raw and Ren's Pets. Guys, great show. Brock, great to meet you uh, over the air and uh, continued success at FTC. And uh, go online to ftc.ca. And if you're buying or selling a home, robgolfie.com is the website you want to visit. Don't forget, Golfie gets it sold. Call them today at 905-575-7700. We're back next Saturday at 9, right here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.